Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to episode 22 of the Read the Bible with Me podcast. Today's episode is sponsored by ABC Books. With all the electronic books these days, it's easy to forget that there's some magic to the printed word. Why not buy them at half price? ABC Books is a locally owned secondhand bookstore with a gigantic selection. Check out the religious section. I have been shopping at ABC Books for a long, long time, and I think you'll like it. Take a look at their website, theabcbookstore.com, for more details. That is T-H-E-A-B-C-B-O-O-K-S-T-O-R-E.com. Today, we are reading John chapter 6, verses 41 to 59. 1 Peter chapter 3, verses 13 to 22. Song of Songs chapter 5, and Jeremiah chapter 52. Our first reading today is John chapter 6, verses 41 to 59. Then the Jews began to complain about him, because he said, I am the bread that came down from heaven. They were saying, Is not this Jesus, the son of Joseph, whose father and mother we know? He, how can he now say, I have come down from heaven? Jesus answered them, Do not complain amongst yourselves. No one can come to me unless drawn by the Father who sent me, and I will raise that person up on the last day. It is written in the prophets, and they shall all be taught by God. Everyone who has heard and learned from the Father comes to me. Not that anyone has seen the Father except the one who is from God. He has seen the Father. Very truly, I tell you, whoever believes has eternal life. I am the bread of life. Your ancestors ate the manna in the wilderness, and they died. This is the bread that comes down from heaven, so that no one may eat of it and not die. So that one may eat of it and not die. I am the living bread that came down from heaven. Whoever eats of this bread will live forever, and the bread that I will give for the life of the world is my flesh. The Jews then disputed amongst themselves, saying, How can this man give us his flesh to eat? So Jesus said to them, Very truly I tell you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. Those who eat my flesh and drink my blood have eternal life, and I will raise them up on the last day. For my flesh is true food, and my blood is true drink. Those who eat my flesh and drink my blood abide in me, and I am them. Just as the living Father sent me, and I live because of the Father, so whoever eats me will live because of me. This is the bread that came down from heaven, not like that which your ancestors ate, and they died. But the one who eats this bread will live forever. He said these things while he was teaching in the synagogue at Capernaum. Our second reading today is 1 Peter chapter 3, verses 13 through 22. Now who will harm you if you are eager to do what is good? 
But even if you do suffer for doing what is right, you are blessed. Do not fear what they fear, and do not be intimidated. But in your heart, sanctify Christ as Lord. Always be ready to make your defense to anyone who demands from you an accounting for the hope that is in you. Yet do it with gentleness and reverence. Keep your conscience clear, so that, when you are maligned, those who abuse you for your good conduct in Christ may be put to shame. For it is better to suffer for doing good, if suffering should be God's will, than to suffer for doing evil. For Christ also suffered for sins once and all, once for all, and the righteous, the righteous and the unrighteous, in order to bring you to God. He was put to death in the flesh, but made alive in the spirit, in which also he went and made a proclamation to the spirits in prison, who in former times did not obey, when God waited patiently in the days of Noah during the building of the ark, in which a few, that is, eight persons, were saved through water. And baptism, which was prefigured, now saves, now saves you, not as a removal of dirt from the body, but as an appeal for God, to God for a good conscience through the resurrection of Jesus Christ, who has gone into heaven and is at the right hand of God with angels, authorities, and powers made subject to him. Our third reading today is Song of Songs, chapter 5. I come to my garden, my sister, my bride. I gather my myrrh with my spice. I eat my honeycomb with my honey. I drink my wine with my milk. Eat, friends, drink, and be drunk with love. I slept, but my heart was awake. Listen, my beloved is knocking. Open to me, my sister, my love, my dove, my perfect one. For my head is wet with dew, my locks with the drops of the night. I had put off my garment, how could I put it on again? I had bathed my feet, how could I soil them? My beloved thrust his hand into the opening, and my inmost being yearned for him. I arose to open to my beloved, and my hands dripped with myrrh, my fingers with liquid myrrh, upon the handles of the bolt. I opened to my beloved, but my beloved had turned and was gone. My soul failed me when he spoke. I saw him, but did not find him. I called him, but he gave no answer. Making their rounds in the city, the sentinels found me. They beat me. They wounded me. They took away my mantle, those sentinels of the walls. I adjure you, O daughters of Jerusalem. If you find my beloved, tell him this. I am faint with love. What is your beloved more than another beloved, O fairest among women? What is your beloved more than another beloved, that you thus adjure us? My beloved is all radiant and ruddy, distinguished among ten thousand, his head is the finest gold. His locks are wavy, black as a raven. His eyes are like doves beside springs of water, bathed in milk, fitly set. His cheeks are like beds of spices, yielding fragrance. His lips are, are lilies, distilling liquid myrrh. His arms are rounded gold, set with jewels. His body is ivory work, encrusted with sapphires. His legs are alabaster columns set upon bases of gold. His appearance is like Lebanon, choice as the cedars. His speech is most sweet, and he is altogether desirable. This is my beloved, and this is my friend, O daughters of Jerusalem. If you're a follower of this podcast, you probably expect an ad before our last reading, as that is typically what is here. This is an ad, but it is for my book that I recently published. The book's title is True Fatherhood, A Parenting Introduction to Nurturing Your Children. While it is not an inherently religious book, it is about nurturing them and helping them learn what is right. 
It is a short book, about 30 pages. You can only get it on, at Amazon at this time. The ebook is $2.99, and the paperback is $5.49. I encourage you to check it out. There is a link to it in our show notes. Thank you. Our last reading today is Jeremiah chapter 52. Zebekiah was 21 years old when he began to reign. He reigned 11 years in Jerusalem. His mother's name was Hamatol, daughter of Jeremiah of Libna. He did what was evil in the sight of the Lord, just as Jehoiakim had done. Indeed, Jerusalem and Judah so angered the Lord that he expelled them from his presence. Zebekiah rebelled against the king of Babylon. King of Babylon. And in the ninth year of his reign, in the tenth month, on the tenth day of the month, King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon came with all his army against Jerusalem, and they laid siege to it. They built siege works against it all around. So the city was besieged until the eleventh year of King Zebekiah. On the ninth day of the fourth month, the famine became so severe in the city that there was no food for the people of the land. Then a breach was made in the city wall, and all the soldiers fled out and went out out from the city by night, by the way of the gate between the two walls, by the king's garden, though the Chaldeans were all around the city. They went in the direction of the Arabah. But, in, but the army of the Chaldeans pursued the king and overtook Zebekiah in the plains of Jericho, and all his army was scattered, deserting him. Then they captured the king and brought him up to the king of Babylon at Riblah in the land of Hamath, and he passed sentence on him. The king of Babylon killed the sons of Zebekiah before his eyes, and also killed the officers of Judah at Riblah. He put out the eyes of Zebekiah and bound him in fetters, and the king of Babylon took him to Babylon and put him in prison until the day of his death. In the fifth month, on the tenth day of the month, which was the nineteenth year of King Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, Nabzeradan, the captain of the bodyguard who served the king of Babylon, entered Jerusalem. He burned the house of the Lord the king's house, and all the houses of Jerusalem, every great house he burnt down. All the army of the Chaldeans, who were with the captain of the guard, broke down all the walls around Jerusalem. Nebzeradan, the captain of the guard, carried into exile some of the poorest of the people and the rest of the people who were left in the city and the deserters who had defected to the king of Babylon, together with the rest of the artisans. But Nebzeradan, the captain of the guard, left some of the poorest people of the land to be vine dressers and tillers of the soil. The pillars of bronze that were in the house of the Lord, and the stands and the bronze sea that were in the house of the Lord, the Chaldeans broken into pieces, and carried all the bronze to Babylon. They took away the pots, the shovels, the snuffers, the basins, the ladies, and all the vessels of bronze used in the temple service. The captain of the guard took away the small bowls also, the firepans, the basins, the pots, the lampstands, the ladies, and the bowls for libation, but those of gold and those of silver, both those of gold and those of silver. As for the two pillars, the one sea, the twelve bronze bulls that were under the sea, and the stands, which King Solomon had made for the house of the Lord, the bronze of all these vessels was beyond weighing. As for the pillars, the height of, of the one pillar was 18 cubits. Its circumference was 12 cubits. It was hollow, and its thickness was four fingers. Upon it was a capital of bronze. The height of the one capital was five cubits. Latticework and pomegranates, all of bronze, encircled the top of the capital. And the second pillar had the same with pomegranate, pomegranates. 
There were 96 pomegranates on, on the sides. All the pomegranates encircling the latticework numbered 100. The captain of the guard took the chief, chief priest Sariah and the second priest Zephaniah and the three guardians of the threshold. And from the city he took an officer who had been in command of the soldiers and seven men of the king's council who were found in the city. The secretary of the commander of the army who mustered the people of the land and 60 men of the people of the land who were found inside the city. Then Nebuzaradan, the captain of the guard, took them and brought them to the king of Babylon at Riblah. And the king of Babylon struck them down and put them to death at Riblah in the, in the land of Hamath. So Judah went into exile out of its land. This is the number of people whom Nebuchadnezzar took into exile in the seventh year, 3,023 Judeans. In the 18th year of Nebuchadnezzar, he took into exile from Jerusalem 832 persons. In the 23rd year of Nebuchadnezzar, Nebuchadnezzar, the captain of the guard, took into exile the Judeans 745 persons. All the persons were 4,600. In the 37th year of the exile of King Jehoiakim of Judah, in the 12th month, on the 25th day of the month, King Evil Merodach of Babylon, in the year he began to reign, showed favor to King Jehoiakim of Judah and brought him out of prison. He spoke kindly to him and gave him a seat above the seats of other kings who were with him in Babylon. So Jehoiakim put aside his prison clothes, and every day of his life he dined regularly at the king's table. For his allowance, a regular daily allowance, was given him by the king of Babylon as long as he lived up to the day of his death. And that's all our readings for today. Our email is llewellynfmg at gmail.com. That's L-E-W-E-L-L-E-N-F-M-G at gmail.com. We have a Facebook group we would love you to join. Just search Read the Bible With Me podcast on Facebook. To contribute to our Patreon, click the link in the show notes. Don't forget to rate us. Read the Bible With Me is part of the Llewellyn Family Media Group. To learn more about the Llewellyn Family, check out the podcast Smoothly Blended. Thank you.